I want to preach to you tonight on a thought, but before I give you the title, hold the title, please. I want to preach to you, and now I know why service has gone the way it's gone, because oftentimes God will, he is the greatest um, prop preacher there is. He will set a prop up and let you preach on that prop, and so now I know why today's service and tonight's service really went the way it went, and I feel what I feel. Go with me, if you will, in your Bibles to Joshua chapter 6. Don't get too ahead of me. Don't think that you can preach this thing because I'm not going to probably preach it the way that you've heard it preached before. Joshua chapter 6. Stand with me in the reverence of reading God's Word, verses 1 through 5. I'll give you my title after this here. I want to share something with you guys really quick that I think will build your faith in an incredible way. I've asked you guys to be praying for my brother. I really appreciate you praying for my brother. He's uh, actually, that's the reason my parents were here. They brought him down, put him in a detox facility in Florence. Uh, He's going through the next, uh, what they said was anywhere from basically five to 15 days of detox based on the severity of his condition and where he was. I want to be transparent with you because I want you guys to understand while you look at me and I may look like a shiny preacher, I got a whole lot of stuff in my life and in my family and I do not hide it because I know if God gives it to me and I show it openly, it's hope for everyone that's in this room tonight. So I actively have addiction robbing the lives of my loved ones in my family. Well, he's been in detox since Monday, I believe it was, that they dropped him off. And I've been really worried about him, really worried about him. I was worried that he could get up and just check out because every detox facility you can. So I've really been burdened. My mama's been burdened. My daddy's been burdened. We've been really stressed about the whole situation, just waiting for a phone call to say, hey, he left. They said it was a trip from Hades on the way down because of withdrawals that he was already having on a 13-hour ride. I know y'all are standing, but just hear me for a second. So last night, we're sitting down, we're eating dinner. I'm preparing dinner, and uh, I get a phone call from Pastor Linda. And she says, Pastor, are you sitting down? And I said, oh, Lord, here we go. Church problems. I said, no, ma'am, but I can be. She said, well, you may want to because you're about to jump up. She said, every Tuesday, my sister goes to a detox facility And ministers. And tonight she spent time with a man that later to find out was your brother. And she wanted me to let you know that she led him to the Lord. So Cody Meyer came here on detox, but I can tell you one thing he's got. No more drug problem, and he's got Jesus in his heart. Come on. Come on. Now hear me, hear me, hear me. Only God can do this. And like I told my mama, it could have been any pastor that I could have never heard anything about, but God cares so much about you that he'll keep it in your circle so the testimony makes it back to you. And I want you to know that God had uh, had Pastor Mary Spires go lead Cody to the Lord, and it made it back to me. She led him to the Lord at 8.15. I heard about it at 8.39. That's something to give God praise about. Come on. This is what I want to tell you. God is faithful. 
He will look after your family. If you'll take care of the things of God, God will look after you. I told Pastor Mary, I told her, I said, I just want you to know you're an answered prayer. I said, for years and years, I've watched God do incredible things in, in families, and I've watched marriages be restored, people delivered from addiction. I've watched demons flee and leave people. And all the while, I'm praying, God, send somebody to my family. I said, sister, you're that somebody I've been praying for. And I said, I just thank God for you. Amen. Can we give God praise one more time? His faith journey has just begun. Put him on your prayer list. Continue to pray for him. There's others in here. I won't drop their names, but there's families that I've been dealing with within the last week that have children that have gone off to rehab centers and stuff like that that are getting saved. I watched one of their sons be baptized this this weekend. Come on. That's stuff to give Jesus praise for. Amen. Amen. We are taking the devil of addiction by the neck, and we're going to snuff him out in Jesus' name. Joshua 6, verses 1 through 5. Now the gates of Jericho were securely barred because of the Israelites, and no one went out and no one came in. And then the Lord said to Joshua, See, I have delivered Jericho into your hands along with its king and its fighting men. March around the city, one with all the armed men, and do this for six days. Have seven priests carry trumpets of ram's horns in the front of the ark and on the seventh day march around the city seven times with the priest blowing the trumpets when you hear them, them when you hear them sound a long blast on the trumpets have the whole army give a loud shout and then the wall of the city will collapse and the army will go up and everyone somebody say everyone straight in i want to talk to you tonight about the idea of going through the wall Going through the wall. There's people in the, in, under the sound of my voice right here, right now, tonight. And the reality of it is, is some of you have come up against some walls. There, I'm talking about where you're standing in position on one side, but you feel like there's something really hard in between your promise. Father, I thank you, Lord, tonight for your word. Woo! Hallelujah. God, I thank you for your spirit that's just rushed in this room, God. Lord, to confirm and establish every word that's about to be spoken. Father God, not with eloquent speech, but with signs and wonders. Father, I thank you that tonight walls are coming down. People that are in position are about to occupy promise. God, I thank you tonight, God, that they have been faithful in their walk. And now you're about to give them something to shout about. God, I thank you for it, Lord, in Jesus' mighty name. And everybody shouted, amen. 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 You may be seated all over the house. Is there anybody here tonight that feels like they have something between their current position and their foretold promise. Let me see your hands. You feel like there's something standing between what you've been told, what you've heard, what's been prophesied over you. You feel like something is standing between your current position and your foretold promise. How about is there anybody here tonight that feels like you're on the verge of occupying everything that's been told to you, but there's you can feel that wall that is separating you? Come on, somebody, anybody. Is there anybody here tonight that feels like God has told them something that sounds ridiculous but you also feel like you're going to see it even though it's something you've never seen before yeah hallelujah 
Well, I'm glad I'm in the right church preaching the message tonight. There's a good chance, though, that what you have before you in the spirit is a wall. Hear me. Uh, Old Testament stories are true. They are accurate. They are 100% to the, to, the ver- to the verb and to the word of action and detail of everything that happened. Uh, Israel is being under the command of Joshua, who has now taken the reins from Moses, and they are about to march into their first city of promise. It is a tithe city, actually. That's why God told him, when you go in, don't take anything from it. Give the whole city to me. And if you do, I'll give you everything and blessings. It's a, it's a representation of a tithe that what God gives us first, we give back. And here, Joshua in his leadership is about to lead a company of people into Jericho. And as he does, they come up against something that's a wall. It is a literal hard wall that is standing between them and what they're called to. I want you to know, while it is true in the natural that there are, is wall there was walls around Jericho it is also a spiritual symbolic picture of believers that are about to be promoted Listen to me. Anytime you come up into promotion in the spirit, there will always be difficulty. There will always be something standing before you and it. It is David that is coming from the shepherding and coming from the herding of sheep in the back side of a field that is now about to be anointed and appointed king. What happens? Something stands between him and it. It is Moses that had his opportunity of promotion when he came to the Red Sea. And the Bible says that the Lord spoke to him and said stretch forth your hand and see the salvation of the Lord he had something standing between him and it and what I want to preach to tonight is the people that you feel like there is something standing between you and it I don't know what it is it could be the breakthrough in your marriage it could be the breakthrough in your ministry it could be the breakthrough in a loved one's life it could be a breakthrough in your children it could be a breakthrough in your job but the reality of it is if you are truly being called by God to something, there will be something standing between you and it. I want to teach you tonight on how to go through the wall. The first thing you need to understand is walls always come with promotion. Walls always come with promotion. Joshua is appointed leader and his first task is a city that he is called to occupy, but there's one big problem. There is a wall, a giant wall, a thick wall, a tall wall, standing all the way around what he is called to. It is a test of his leadership. Is he going to be able to hearken, to hear what God is speaking, and indeed occupy what he's called to? Because I want you to know something. God told Joshua, the way you're going through the wall is by these specific instructions. Listen to me. If something is standing between you and what you feel like you're called to, you better listen to God because he has specific instructions on how you're going to go watch the wall go down. The first thing that I, I want to teach you about how to go through walls when you come up to walls and, 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 and uh, worship team and listen to me tonight, even, even the wall that I could feel in the spirit, I want you to know that's not a, it's not a resemblance of our, our worship team, but I believe that there was a wall even in the spirit here tonight because God wanted to take us into something. But now I'm going to teach you, I'm going to show you, how do you get through walls spiritually? Because some of you come up to walls and what you do is when you hit a hard spot, you turn around and you walk away. And the problem is, is you walk away from the very thing that you 
you're called to. You walk away from the very thing that God has promised you. And when you walk away from it, you forfeit everything beyond it. The first thing that you need to understand if you're going to be a, one that knows how to go through walls is the Bible says Jericho was secured because of the Israelites. No one went in and no one came out. Listen to me. People that go through walls in the spirit have a reputation with the enemy that precedes them. <laughs> Some of you missed it. The Bible says that the city was shut up so tight because of who was coming. You got to hear me tonight. Because the problem is, the reason why many of us don't break through walls is because we, if we had the measure of faith comparable to the measure of the enemy's fear of us, we would occupy a lot of what he is hindering and holding us out of. I believe that the enemy's got more fear than we have faith. And the problem is, is we don't realize he's shaking in his boots when we show up to a place called promise. He's locking the fort down and he's saying, oh, no, nobody in, nobody out. They may get in. You got to understand something. If you're a blood-bought, spirit-filled believer of God, you occupy an identity that precedes you before you show up to the battle, before you show up to the prayer meeting, before you show up to the war. The Bible is clear that the identity went before them. They knew the Israelites were coming, so they shut down camp. People that go through walls understand that their identity precedes them. It goes before them. They're known as people that come up against hard situations and make it. See, Jericho had heard the stories. They had heard the stories about how Egypt was chasing them, and yet they walked through on dry land, and the moment they got through, God decided to baptize all of Egypt. The problem is, is none of them could swim, and their enemies drowned. They heard stories about large quail hunts that took place on the backside of the desert, and there was not a quail in sight, but there were people that were full of faith and they were tired of eating bread. And they said, God, we need meat. And God sent so many quail, the Bible says, they, they couldn't even consume it all. The Bible is clear that, that God was with them. God was for them. Here's what was happening, though. God was establishing an identity in them so that even their enemies would be scared of them. Listen to me. He's doing that for you. He's done that for you. Some of you tremble at the sound or the sight of the enemy and things that are standing between you and promise what you need to understand. The reason why some of it is so hard to get into is not because the enemy's fighting you. It's because he's fearful of you and he's shut down and locked everything up. Wall breakers carry a reputation that often the enemy fears us more than we have faith in God to believe for. The second thing that you need to understand if you're going to be a person that occupies and breaks through walls in the spirit, the Bible says that God said to Joshua, see that I have given you the city, the king and his fighting men. Listen to me, wall breakers have permission to see what God sees. When you come up against walls in the spirit and you feel like there is something that is standing in front of you and in between you and it, there is oftentimes that you'll be called crazy because you continue to vocalize what you see. The problem is, is nobody around you can see it. Well, y'all real quiet tonight. You'll vocalize, you'll speak of, you'll testify, you'll talk about what you see. And people be like, I don't know if I see that. I don't know about that. 
No, I'm telling you, my marriage is going to turn around. No, I'm telling you, my, 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 da- my daughter, my son, my child, they're going to serve God. I'm telling you they are. And you got a whole crowd of people around you that don't see what you see. If you're really called to go through the wall, you'll see things as God sees them. Going through the wall for God requires you to be able to see beyond the wall. If you're really called to go through those hard places, you'll see what's on the other side before anybody sees it. And it becomes that mere determination in you that will carry out and execute the plan and the strategy that God has for you. When he says fast for your husband for 40 days, you'll fast for him for 40 days. People will look at you like you're crazy, but they don't know what you've done is you've already seen beyond the wall. You've seen the walls come down. You've seen him serving God. They'll see, and they won't see as you see, but you'll see as God does. The second thing that you need to under, or the third thing that you need to understand if you're going to be going through the wall is the Bible says they were instructed to walk six days, once a day in silence. So they walked six days, one time around. But those days were walked in silence. Now catch this. Don't allow the enemy to confuse your silence for stupidity. You may be silent, but you ain't dumb. (laughs) What the enemy did not realize is every time they were walking, they were walking in a circle around Jericho. All they were doing was darkening the line for the bullseye of the promise of God. Every time they walked, all they do, all they did was marking. All they were doing was identifying. Though they were walking in silence, they were just marking out the target that much better, that much bigger, that much darker, so that when every time they walked, they were declaring what God was about to give them. Some of you have been walking around, walking around, walking around, walking around, but all you are doing is drawing the bullseye bigger for God to give you what he's promised you. Keep walking, even if it's in silence, but watch and see if God won't speak for you in the end. You know, there's something amazing. Just because my lips are silent doesn't mean my heart is. I don't know about y'all, but I've muttered a many a prayers without any volume. Woo! I said, I've muttered a many a prayers without any volume. They may have been walking in silence, but it does not mean they were silent in heaven. I believe that they were commissioned to shut their lips and and be quiet because God wanted them to silence the sound, silence the naysayers, silence what everybody and anybody could have said, any spirit of doubt, any spirit of fear that could have spoken up. God said, be silent. And when he silenced them, what he did is he caused their heart to become vocal. And now you had men, you had mighty men, you had priests, you had warriors that were walking, though they weren't talking, I believe they were talking to God. I believe they were talking about the thing that was standing between them. They're saying, God, will you move it? God, will you move in a way that we've never seen you move before? God, will you do something that that nobody believes can be done? God, we hear the chatter of the enemy on the other side of the wall, but God, I'm believing and I'm praying and I'm believing God and I'm praying, I'm believing God and I'm praying that what's standing between me and it is soon to come down. The fourth thing that I want to share with you out of this story is those that go through walls understand that if God brought you to it, he'll bring you through it. God did not set Israel up to fail. Could they have failed? Absolutely. How? 
All they had to do was miss one simple instruction. God outlined verbatim, step by step, what Joshua needed to do. Listen to me. God did not bring them there for them to fail. There's some of you right now under the sound of my voice, and you're up against something hard in the spirit. God did not bring you to it for it to win. God did not bring you to it for you to feel the weight of the hardness just to walk away defeated and deflated. God brought you to it because he's going to bring you through it. I know that sounds cliche, but if you'll listen to God, God will give you instructions. He'll wake you up at 4.30 in the morning. He'll tell you, begin to pray for this person. He'll, he'll, he'll set something on your heart to do. Go by and, 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 and bless this person. Go by and buy groceries for this person. And all of a sudden, what you're doing is you're carrying out the instructions line upon line, precept upon precept. You're following the heart, the mind, the will of God. And what you do not know, it is a recipe to remove the wall. Wall breakers understand that if God brought you to it, he'll bring you through it. See, there was a formula for Joshua and the people. Six days in silence. Six days in silence. Six days in silence was just conditioning for the seventh day. And the seventh time in the shout. Now catch this. They walked six days in silence. Why? Because they'd never walked around it before. Why would they walk six times? I'll tell you why. Every time they walked around it was conditioning for the seventh day when they'd have to walk around it seven times. Listen to me. Some of you under the sound of my voice have been up against this thing and you've been up against it more than just today. You've been walking around it, walking around it, walking around it, and you've wondered why God hasn't done anything. I'm telling you why tonight. The reason why is because he's conditioning you for the, for the seventh time. He's conditioning you for the appointed time. God has a time set for the wall, for the thing that's standing between you and it. God has a time established in the heavens and in the earth, and what he's doing is he is conditioning you in this circle that you feel like you're continuing to walk around. He's conditioning you. He's strengthening you. He's making your spiritual muscles ready because when that time comes you're going to be able to walk you're going to carry it out in perfection and when you do you will walk from perfection into promise the sixth day and the six times see the problem is they've been around those walls six times and the walls never fell the reality of it is what you'll find out when you break through things in the spirit, you break through walls, is you'll spend a lot of times with those things before they just instantly go. There's people right now listening to me, and the truth of it is you got a wall of addiction between you and promise. And you always get to this place. It's like day five. It's like day six. Here you are. You're, you're familiar walking next to that wall. I can imagine that as the Israelites walked around that wall, there was things, there was things in the wall, blemishes in the wall that they would have probably looked at and saw, oh, there's that crack. Here I am again. I'm at that spot. The next day, they'd walk again. Oh, there's that same crack. See, some of you have become so identifiable with your wall, you've become content with it. 
Because you've been walking around it for so long. But see, listen to me. What you have to realize is there is coming an appointed time for God to bring breakthrough into your life. Regardless of what you're up against. Regardless of how many times you've walked around it. Regardless of how many times you've come to the altar and prayed about it. There is a time of breakthrough at an appointed time. Don't ever just just think that prayer service is just another casual service. It could be the seventh time at the seventh day on the seventh with the seventh priest. And there's a shout that brings breakthrough. Don't ever walk in the sanctuary with just an idea that it's another walk around the wall. It could be the day that it all breaks loose. We have to quit becoming familiar with the hard places in our life. And we've got to quit becoming so acquainted with them and so accustomed to them. We have to realize, yes, they're there, but they're not going to be there forever. The six days and the six times that they had been around those walls. But it was on the sixth day. It was on the sixth day that I can imagine they were probably tired. They were probably weary. Here we go again. Got to walk around this wall again. Here we go again. Can I tell you that your walls often fall right at the place when you're pushed to your limits? It's usually about the place that you become so dissatisfied with walking around. It becomes at the place where you're just tired of it. You're just fed up. You're so sick and tired of being sick and tired. You're tired of walking around the wall. But I want you to know that it's in those moments that God is conditioning you. He is preparing you to occupy what he has for you. What am I saying? Don't stop on six. Too many people quit on six and if they would just walk one more day, seven more times, they just walk it out. If they just walk it out, God could carry out what he wants to do. But you got to understand something. The wall was made. The wall was there. But when God allowed him to make the wall, he knew that they were going to go through the wall. He knew they were going to go through the wall. I understand there's walls in your life. There's things that you feel like are holding you back. God knows those walls. But what you need to know is before you were ever there, before you realized the wall was there, God knew it was there, but he already knew he had equipped you to go through the wall. I believe that as Jericho built those walls, God probably laughed because he knew preachers 6,000 years later would still be talking about those walls, not how they're standing, but how they're down. The fifth thing, and I'm closing with this. Come on. People that go through walls aren't scared to shout. Come on, bro. I said, people that go through walls aren't scared to shout. You say, well, preacher, you're just really loud. You just, you just holler all the time. Maybe. But there's a point and there's a time for everybody to shout. There is. You say, well, I'm just quiet. I don't shout. Well, your shout is the very same reason, and your lack of shout is the very same reason why some of you have never experienced breakthrough. They sing their hearts out, you mumble. You were given this voice. You were given this voice to move walls with. Some of you are standing before your wall simply because you won't open up your mouth and say anything differently. Your wall's still standing. You've, you've marched around it eight times. You're on the ninth lap, and it didn't fall, and it was designed to fall on the seventh time. Why? Because you would not open your mouth. I've never been in a service 
when the Spirit of God was moving and people that wanted a touch from God, that if they just come and open their mouth and begin to worship him, just begin to adore him, just begin to lift him up. I've watched it time and time again. People that would open their mouth, that would begin to testify of his goodness, begin to bless the name of the Lord. God would sit down and meet with them. I'd watch walls crumble in their life. I'd watch walls begin. You say, well, preacher, I'm just a quiet guy. Preacher, I'm just a quiet girl. Listen to me. There's a time to be silent, but there's a time to shout. There's a time to open your mouth. There's a time to give God praise. Let me tell you something. Heaven ain't quiet. There's a time to be quiet. But there's also a time when what's standing between you and it has to come down and you were made to go through the wall. But here's the thing. You got to open your mouth. The Bible says that they shouted. He said on the seventh time, on the seventh day, with the seventh priest and the seven trumpets, You're going to hear a long, loud blast. When you hear it, that's your sign. Your sign to do what? To shout. And it said, shout, for the Lord's given you the city. They shouted, and guess what? The Bible's clear that they went straight in. Don't miss that. They didn't have to go around anything. Geographically, it's recorded. You can go on Google and see what I'm telling you. The city of Jericho, literally what happened is when those people shouted, the earth opened up and the walls did not fall over. They fell in. Geographically, this is proven. It's on the internet. It must be true. But catch that. God said, when you carry out the instruction... You're not even going to have to step over what was standing between you. It's not even going to be an obstacle to go in. When you carry out exactly what I've told you to do, when you do what I've asked you to do, you're not even going to have to step over it. Literally, the earth's going to open up and the wall's going to fall in. It ain't going to fall over. And literally, you're going to walk straight in. You're not going to have to walk around the debris of divorce. You're not going to have to walk around the debris of defeat and discouragement. You're not going to have to walk around the debris of of, of doubt and fear. You're not going to have to walk around the debris of the time that you failed, God. You're not going to have to walk around the time that you messed up. You're not going to have to walk around it. He said, you're going to walk straight in. Why? Because you were made to go through the wall. You were made to be a barrier breaker. You were made to occupy what is promised to you, but what you got to understand is the enemy has designed and fortified things to stand between you and it to discourage you. Let me encourage you tonight and tell you, keep praying for the marriage you've been praying for. Keep praying for the lost loved ones that you've been praying for. Keep praying for those kids. Keep praying for that job. Keep praying for that cancer to be healed. Keep praying that that, that those demonic spirits leave your home. Keep praying. Keep praying. Just because the enemy's got up a wall does not mean it cannot fall. It was designed to fall. Why? Because you're there. Stand with me all over the house.
God gave Joshua instructions, but watch this. He also gave them permission to praise. He gave them permission to praise. But the people didn't just praise or shout. They shabbat. That's what they did. They shabbat. Say that with me. Say shabbat. It's a fun word to say. Say it again. Shabbat. They didn't just shout. They shabbat. He said on the seventh day with the seven priests and the seven horns on the long horn, he says shabbat. For the Lord has given you the city. That word is more than a shout. It's a shout of praise. Some of you have never went through the wall because God's waiting on your Shabbat. Psalms 145, verses 1 through 4 says, I will exalt you, Lord. I will exalt you, my God, O King. And I will bless your name forever and ever. Every day I will bless you and I will praise your name forever and ever. Great is the Lord and greatly to be praised and his greatness is unsearchable. Watch this. One generation shall praise your works to another and shall declare your mighty acts. The word that's used there all throughout Psalms 145 is Shabbat. Watch. He said one generation shall shout your works to another. Go back to verse 1. I will exalt you, my God, O King, and I will bless your name forever and ever. Keep going. Verse 2. Every day I will bless you and I will shout. I will shabak your name forever and ever. Verse 3. Great is the Lord and greatly to be shabak, shouted, and his greatness is unsearchable. Verse 4. One generation shall shabak, shall shout your works to another and shall declare your mighty acts. The reality of it is some of you are standing between a wall and the only reason why you haven't occupied it is because you haven't opened your mouth. God is waiting for you to shabak. What is praise? It's a praise, it's a shout, but it's a praise and shout with a definite. It's a praise and a shout with authority. It's a praise and a shout that realizes when you open your mouth, the wall is coming down. This is what I want to offer and invite you to do tonight. Some of you have never really got lost in the Spirit because you've never opened your mouth enough to do so. Some of you are so reserved, so relinquished, so held back. It's fruit of where your walk is because you won't let go and let God. I'm not saying you got to be loud. I'm not saying you got to be as loud like I am and spit on people when you talk. I'm not saying that. But what I am saying is you got to learn to open your mouth because there's walls that are standing between you and it. And the only way they're coming down is by you opening your mouth. I want to close out tonight simply in worship. And this is what I want to invite you to do. I want to invite you to shabak to the Lord, to shout to the Lord. And watch and see as you begin to open your mouth, sing with all of your heart. And as you sing out, watch and see if walls won't start coming down. Watch and see if breakthroughs won't start happening in your life. Things that you've been walking around, all of a sudden you'll start walking in. Things that have been holding you out, all of a sudden you are hold, beholding with your eyes. But you got to be willing. You got to be. You got to be relinquished. You got to say the flesh is dying tonight. I want the spirit to live. I want the spirit of God to come alive in me. I'm gonna shout. 
I'm going to declare. I'm going to praise God. I'm going to open my mouth. I wasn't made to be silent. I was given a voice to declare his works, to declare his mighty works. I'm going to shabak it from generation to generation, from people to people, from nation to nation. I got to open my mouth and praise him. Let's shabak tonight. Let's shout praise to God.